That guy is all right. We're going to go back to Hebrews chapter number 10 uh, tonight and uh, continue on uh, with that section of Scripture that we left off this morning, which, of course, is our uh, theme uh, for uh, 2022. And I'm looking forward uh, to preaching uh, in and around these verses and uh, looking, of course, at the second coming of our Lord and the hope that we have and I hope He comes soon. And uh, I know uh, there's... Uh, uh, you know, um, I, I used to pray, God, don't come back until my kids were born. Uh, and I wanted to have children and, uh, and uh, see what they look like and different things and uh, see how that all went and, uh, and uh, meet them. And, uh, and uh, same, same thing, I'll just wait for some grandchildren. I've got some of them. And I'm kind of like, all right, Lord, you can come. Uh, and uh, now it's okay. I don't know what you all want or a timeline that you're on, uh, but uh, I hope that the Lord does come back. This world is getting darker and darker, uh, and, uh, and uh, we don't really know what the world will look like, uh, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and, uh, and on and on. And so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Christ's uh, return. Uh, and, uh, and that's really uh, what should temper, in many respects, our lives as we live for Him. Uh, we're to prepare to meet Him. We're to live uh, our life's purpose out for Him. And that purpose isn't necessarily what uh, we do to earn money, uh, but to fulfill His purpose and plan and service for Him. That He, uh, he says that uh, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto uh, good works. Uh, and he's ordained, I'm paraphrasing, uh, that we should walk uh, in them. And so God uh, had a purpose and a plan for you before you knew what that purpose and plan was. Uh, and, uh, and he's created us uh, that poema, that epic poem, that workmanship, that masterpiece uh, to be used for him. Uh, and I'm thankful for the word of God. Aren't you thankful uh, for the Bible? Because uh, the Bible makes plain uh, and clear um, many of the things that um, we, we wonder about, about life, the meaning of life, obviously. Uh, we know as, as Christians what that is, uh, according to the Word of God, uh, and how God reveals um, Himself to us in His Word. Uh, and by way of introduction, I just kind of want to mention that there are a lot of, there are a lot of Bible-believing Christians who, who have curated uh, in their mind uh, an image of God that is not a correct biblical image. Um, you know, we, we, we look at, uh, let's say, sin uh, and what God sees about sin as he's revealed about it in the Bible. And we know that God is a loving God. I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that he is gracious. I'm grateful uh, that he's merciful uh, and that he, uh, his, those mercies are renewed uh, every morning. And I've been on the receiving end uh, of way more mercy uh, than I have been on the receiving end of grace. I'm thankful for grace, saving grace. I'm thankful for uh, the hand of God uh, on our life and all the uh, manifold grace uh, that he can give us. Uh, but I'm super thankful for mercy because I would just be, you know, a smudge in the, on the, in the carpet. God would have wiped me out a long time ago uh, if it weren't for his, his loving kindness and his long suffering uh, towards me. Um, but he's a God of, he's a just God, uh, a God that judges sin. Uh, he is a God that we are to obey uh, and we're to obey him and his word, whether we're feeling it or not. 
uh, whether, it is, whether our obedience is based in love or whether that obedience is based in a sense of duty. Um, either way, uh, God, um, he, he needs to be obeyed. Uh, I can't imagine standing before God and God saying, Bob, why didn't you do this? And, uh, and, and I returned, my answer to him was, well, I just really wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, I felt if I did it, I'd be doing it, you know, out of duty, and uh, I really didn't love to do it, uh, so I didn't do it. Uh, and I just don't think God's going to go, oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, if you didn't, you know, I didn't want you to do anything because I told you to do it, uh, you know, but um, I'm glad there was some of those things. It would be ridiculous uh, to think that God would deal with us that way. Uh, we're to obey him. In, in fact, there, you know, um, I think lo- love obviously is the, the greatest motivator. Uh, and, uh, and we ought to serve him because we love him. Uh, and uh, he loves us even though we're unlovable. Uh, but uh, you can think in your own life uh, how many days um, in your life as a Christian um, that you, you went through your Christian life, perhaps you passed somebody a gospel track or you, you, you came to... I would, I would reckon that there were probably people here today in church today that came uh, and, uh, and didn't want to come. Um, maybe they weren't feeling well. Uh, maybe, uh, you know... Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. They're ornery and felt like, I can't go to church today because I'm not in the spirit. Uh, but they knew, um, well, it's like, it's so much the more year, so I got to go. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of times duty brings us through uh, when our love for God fails. His love for us never fails, but our love for him fails often. Uh, and, uh, and there are many times, I'll admit it, uh, that as a Christian, I will do righteous things, um, not to gain merit um, to, for heaven, uh, but I do them because, I, because it's the right thing to do, and it's what I'm supposed to be doing right then uh, in obedience to God. Uh, and, uh, and in a lot of those things, some of them, um, maybe a lot of them, I don't know, uh, there, there, there's going to be a lot of things in my life that are going to burn up when I stand before God. Uh, because I didn't do them for the right reasons, neither out of a sense of love or uh, out of of a sense of duty. But we curate these images in our own mind. Uh, And uh, one of the things that I hear people say often as I I listen to them, perhaps it's in counseling, um, it could be eavesdropping uh, in a local Starbucks uh, to maybe a conversation or two, or what I see written about, in blogs and um, in things that people say, uh, and it has to, has to do with prayer. Um, the Bible teaches us um, that God, He hears prayers. Aren't you glad? Uh, he answers prayers. He tells us to, uh, to ask, seek, knock. Um, he tells us to pray without ceasing. He wants us to bring our, um, our uh, prayer request to Him. Uh, and he tells, us, he tells us how to pray, that he wants to hear us pray, but he also lays some conditions upon prayer. Uh, I mentioned one earlier today, that if we regard iniquity in our heart, that the Lord doesn't hear our prayers. The Bible says that, uh, that the, the prayer of the wicked are an abomination to him. Uh, there are things that we can, we can pray um, in, in faith that's wavering. 
uh, and where the Word of God says uh, in the book of James to let that man, uh, paraphrase, think, don't let him think he's going to receive anything of me. When we pray uh, with faith, we have doubt, um, and, uh, and we've all been there. We're praying for God to heal, and we don't really think he's going to. Uh, and we, we just don't know if God is going to come through. Um, but, but there are people uh, who, um, who pray to God and think that God is listening to them, and he isn't. Um, because the Bible uh, makes clear uh, that not everybody is our, they're not, everybody's not God's children. Uh, and uh, when you think of the fall, and I'll get to reading our, well, let's read our text. If, uh, let's turn to Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 19. Verse number one, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest uh, over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful uh, that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more uh, as ye see the day approaching. Uh, man, uh, by the fall uh, in the garden, uh, we, we lost the communion uh, that we were meant to have uh, with God. Uh, and, uh, and the intent, or at least a, an intent, of Christianity, uh, of Bible Christianity, uh, is, um, is to restore um, man to that privilege of communion with God. We're, we, we're out of fellowship with him uh, and we're reconciled to God through his son. Uh, God loves us uh, and uh, we, were, we were created. God, the, God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden in fellowship uh, with them. Uh, sin reared its ugly head and ruined everything. Uh, and, uh, and since then, uh, God has set in, a, uh, in place a plan that not only is a plan to redeem us and to save us and give us a home in heaven, uh, but it's a plan to restore uh, fellowship uh, that he wants to have with us. And, uh, and um, so uh, we, we see um, the author under inspiration of the book of Hebrews uh, dealing with that very uh, that very thing uh, in the text that we've been we've been reading, uh, and uh, and so uh, he talks about uh, the grounds that we have for access um, to God. Um, people, um, well, I did find that story, and I was going to print it out uh, that I mentioned this morning, uh, and it was a Moabite. Uh, that was looking at the tabernacle, and, uh, and uh, it was quite, quite an elaborate story. Uh, and the whole motive or the moral of that story uh, is to say that not anybody um, in the biblical economy could access God uh, in the way. In, so he's like, oh, I wish I could be an Israelite. And it wasn't just being an Israelite. You needed to be, uh, in order to do um, the work in the tabernacle, you had to be a Levite. 
Uh, and, uh, and then you couldn't, the, just not any Levite could go uh, into the Holy of Holies. You need to have the high priest. And again, they only went in there uh, at, um, uh, once a year uh, for specific reasons. Uh, the idea being that, you, that people just didn't access God in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, in this new and living way that God has provided, uh, and there's some things that, that allow for us to have access they are, it's a special privilege uh, that people who are saved have. Um, uh, I just, uh, I don't know if I, if I, if I cringe, uh, at least I don't visibly do so. I try not to. Um, but, uh, but, but I'll have people who are as lost as lost can be. You say, how do you know that? Um, I don't know their heart. Okay? Uh, but there's, for all intents and purposes, there are zero reasons uh, to believe that they are a professing Christian. Their language, their life, there's no fruit, they don't go to church. And so I know we like to say we don't know whether or not somebody is saved uh, or lost, uh, but uh, the Bible gives us some evidences to discern uh, whether or so they are. And, um, and somebody who is, is lost uh, as lost can be, might say to me, um, I'll pray for you. Um, you know, um, one example that many people see today, everybody in here except for Brother Omley, uh, would be on social media, right? Uh, somebody, says, uh, somebody says, you know, um, um, so-and-so is sick. And I'll have, I'll have people in my life that I know are absolute heathens. Um, and uh, it was a praying. And, but here's the truth about that. I know, what they, I know it's well-intentioned, uh, and, I, and I, know, I know a lot of people say they're praying for people and they don't actually pray. It's, it's almost like a, um, a courtesy, uh, somebody being kind. It's like what you say in those moments uh, that they're going to do for somebody. So I'm talking like, I know they're a heathen, uh, I've witnessed to them, and they're, they're not even having it, uh, the conversation. Uh, and they'll say, um, praying for you. And, uh, and I'm just letting you know right now that that's not a comfort to me. Uh, it is not a comfort to me uh, that somebody who, um, who does not have access to the throne of grace uh, is praying for me. Now, here's if, if, if right now um, in your heart, you're offended uh, by, the, by the prospect that God doesn't hear everybody's prayers, then you, in fact, have curated in your own mind uh, a God that is not the God of the Bible. Um, there, are people who, there are people who can't pray as they ought as Christians because we have uh, perhaps sin in our life or we're out of fellowship with God, and there are prayers that we should pray to God uh, in repentance and confession and, uh, and things. But if we have, uh, even as a Christian, if our life is filled with sin, uh, our access to God is affected. Uh, our fellowship and our communion with God is affected. Uh, how much more so somebody who uh, is not born of God, uh, they're not a child of God. Uh, and uh, so I, I get it, they're being kind. They're saying they're praying for me, but their prayers for me don't work. Um, I, told, I told somebody earlier uh, this afternoon uh, on the telephone, uh, I said, you need to tell so-and-so 
uh, I said that if they've had the grace of God on their life uh, for however these many years, that it's because you've been praying for them uh, and their pastor has been praying for them and people who love Jesus and have access to the throne room of grace have been praying grace over their life because their prayers aren't doing it. Um, God has allowed access, that veil. When Jesus Christ was crucified uh, and he gave his life, the Bible says that the veil was rent and symbolized access for us. No longer do we need a high priest to go in. We, as Christians, through two specific ways, uh, are allowed into the throne room of grace. Everybody with me? Uh, and so um, the, the, God says he's angry at the wicked every day. Um, he, he talks about prayers that are an abomination to him. Not everything that we offer to him uh, is we're to lift up holy hands to the Lord. I'd lift up both of them, but I can't lift the other one. Uh, and uh, uh, he, there's all these verses and things in the Bible. God is very clear. Um, but um, um, I'll illustrate it this way. Um, years ago, we had somebody come to church that, uh, that um, um, uh, lives in a lifestyle that uh, God is absolutely against. Uh, and again, all the details, they want to come to church and uh, said, I love, love it here. I said, you can come to church. Um, love to have you come. And, uh, but you need to know that you're going to get hammered uh, in the preaching. I'm not going to hold anything back. In fact, I said, I'm, I'm really going to uh, look at you and uh, and understand uh, uh, and, and, and preach to you and speak to you and counsel you as, as though you are lost, that you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, said so they want to come. And as we continue the conversation, uh, he said um, he and his partner, they were, they were praying, uh, and God told them this, that. And I said, whoa, whoa, time out. And I said, I told you I was going to challenge you. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I told him, I said, I said, your mom's praying for you, your grandma's praying for you, your sister's praying for you, um, but your prayers are doing no good. And, uh, and when I challenged his concept of God, that's when he got offended. It wasn't because I'd preach against sin. It's because the image that he had fashioned about God um, in his relationship with God in his, in his, in his, uh, uh, his life, they're not consistent with the Bible. And, uh, and so then he never came back uh, to church and, and, um, uh, and then subsequently uh, didn't really uh, like me too much after that. Um, but we've got to challenge these falsities uh, and, and realize. So I'm saying all that to say it bothers me uh, when um, um, people uh, who don't love God, don't want anything to do with God, some of them that don't even believe in heaven. Uh, I've preached dozens and dozens and dozens of funerals and memorials in my life, uh, and, uh, and there are people, they say they're in a better place, uh, you know, no more pain, uh, and all the different things, the stuff that we would say, and have, that have, they have no understanding or foundation um, in uh, the Bible. Um, I was sharing, we're going to have uh, 
uh, a memorial for um, Hazel Omley here in uh, a little while. And as we were talking, I brought up the illustration that um, when we have a group of people in here for a memorial uh, and we give them the gospel, I got to be, I got to give them truth and understand that there are people that are coming from different places and uh, and and they don't quite uh, know what the Bible says about those things. Uh, I had to preach my own dad's uh, funeral, uh, who I believe was lost. And, and preach it and give the truth of the gospel to all the people that I love. Uh, and, and to do it in a way um, that uh, they didn't sit there and think, is, is he saying that, that Bob's in hell? As they, as they gathered there, for the, are you following me? Sometimes it's hard to do that. But I can't not give them the truth. Uh, and uh, so you can be tactful and... Uh, in whatnot, in, in, those, uh, in those times, uh, but, um, but shame on us if we soft soap the truth of God's word or, or, or enable uh, people who have these false images of God uh, in, their, in their minds and hearts uh, and, uh, and, and, and enable that. Um, and so you're saying when somebody at work that I know is a, uh, you know, or, or, or I think, or I assume uh, that they're heathen uh, and says that they're praying for me, I'd call them out on it and embarrass them. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but what I'm saying is at some point, prayerfully, you should engage them in a way to help them to understand um, that the God of the Bible, not Santa Claus, not the tooth fairy. Um, he's not there every time you just ring a bell and he just comes running. Uh, there's, uh, he is a holy God uh, who from the beginning of time uh, has made it very specific requirements um, to enter into his presence. And that under grace, uh, he has made access easier, but not everybody has access. And so, so it bothers me uh, when, when people don't understand that uh, and, uh, and uh, take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, they, they talk about, they t- like, like, like they and God are like this. And, um, and, uh, and when they stand before God, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Um, and, and that's not just people who are out in the, you know, in the world and false religions, pagans, whatever, uh, and, uh, and, and all that, uh, there are well-meaning people who read their Bible every single day who don't understand the character of God and who He is and what He has provided for us. And so, um, so it's, it's bad um, when people, but you know what's worse? Christians who love Jesus and have access to God and don't go to him. Or they go to him uh, in a way uh, that, they, that they shouldn't. So God has provided this access through atonement. And we talked about that this morning uh, from this passage of scripture. And, uh, in, and understand that God gave a once for all sacrifice. Uh, and uh, in that God has made this covenant with us. He has rent the veil and he's given us access uh, to God uh, um, through uh, the, the, uh, the atonement. This is the new way uh, that we read about uh, in uh, verse number 20. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil 
That is to say, uh, his flesh. His flesh was rent. Uh, the veil was rent. Uh, and now we can uh, go to him. At the very instance uh, that, uh, that his body, um, when, he, when he gave his life, he didn't, they didn't take his life. When he said, it is finished, uh, and he gave up uh, the ghost, uh, the, that uh, veil uh, of the temple was rent uh, at, the, at, at the precise time, by the way, of the evening sacrifice. And uh, can you imagine um, uh, the whole scene? Uh, we've been talking about different things, about uh, the events of, of that day with different people. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, he gave us this consecrated, this new way, and not only because it was different than anything that had ever happened, um, it was different from how people access God uh, through their religion and Judaism, uh, but it was a new and living way, uh, and, uh, and it allowed for every single person who placed their faith and trust in God to enter into the throne room of grace uh, and to pray, and it came through the atonement. So it's not for, it's not, it, it's, it's through that way, uh, and, uh, and then then Christ himself intercedes for us. It's for saved people. I told, I told a, um, a preacher, uh, I think it was last week or whatever, we were talking about church and church uh, 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 policy or um, uh, different, I guess, visions for the church or whatever. And, and I said this to him, I said, you know what? I said, church is for saved people. And, and I thought he was going to blow a gasket. And uh, because, because what we've done is we just, it's, it, we've, by our practice, uh, what, we, what we try to do uh, as, as, as pastors is to fill the church up with as many lost people as we can. Uh, and uh, when there's wheats and tares and sheeps and goats and all these different things in the Bible, we're to reach people with the gospel and give the gospel when people are here. And, uh, and uh, I'm not saying don't invite people or whatever, but, uh, but the church is an equipping ministry. Uh, that we come and we're edified and we'll bu- we're built up and we learn and we, uh, and we grow and there's fellowship and there's a lot of things uh, that are involved with, uh, with that. Uh, but, but by just saying that one little thing, I challenged his, his concept or his understanding of what the local church is and in doing so really challenged um, you know, what they do. Um, but it's the truth and, uh, and we, we, again, we can't shy away from that. So, um, the throne room of grace is accessed by people who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, he has provided that. Uh, and, uh, and, and really, the prayer that God wants to hear a lost person pray is, save me, I'm a sinner. Um, but somebody who is a lost sinner, uh, they're not saved, and they're, you know, God, help me, help me with my work day. Um, uh, God, you, you want to know why it's important for us to pray uh, 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 all the time? Our Wednesday, our prayer list, the people that we're praying for. It's because people need the hand of God in their life. And the people that enter into the throne room of grace are saved people. Um, it, it's important that we pray for people. Uh, and, uh, but that we, that we pray uh, certain ways. And so I want to finish up with this section uh, here tonight by just looking at uh, just a couple, a couple of things. And, uh, and so we, we've established, God has established through His Word uh, in many places, not just here in, in, in the book of Hebrews, uh, the special privileges that we have 
as Christians. He's telling them as Jewish Christians because they've got a, a burnt-in, hardwired religion uh, that they're having to get over. Uh, and they struggled with it. Uh, and he says, you uh, do not need a high priest. Uh, and this is a new and living way. Uh, and uh, he says, in having a high priest, the, inter- the intercession of Christ, who's sitting at the right hand of God, he says, uh, he says let us draw near, verse number 22, let us draw near uh, to him. Now we know the Bible teaches us that uh, we're to draw, if we draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto us. Uh, but he's talking about entering in, approaching him. Christians um, not doing this, to me, is way worse uh, than lost people doing it. Because we have all the privileges that we enjoy as a Christian to pray and for him to hear our prayers and for him to, that we can ask. Uh, and, and he says that if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can say this mountain be removed and it'll be removed. If we have believing faith, he says, if you pray, um, the, the, uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The promises of God that are attached to it, yet we don't pray. Uh, but, but what bothers me more than somebody who shouldn't be necessarily praying because they're not a child of God is a Christian who approaches God in irreverent ways. Uh, so he says, you draw near. But Christians are not to go to God with a rude or a, uh, an inconsiderate familiarity. Um, but I think that we do. Um, we, we have vain, repetitious prayer. Uh, we, have, we, have, we, we, just, we just don't even think. We've been kidding. My family's been giving me a hard time uh, this week. Uh, and uh, so we've been cooking meals and different things, and, and so we're ga- gathering all this stuff, and, and so, all right, we're praying, and, and I'll just start praying for, over the food, but they're like gathering kids, and, uh, you know, they're doing this or whatever, and so like, whoa, you know, you're like, you, you, you're not giving us enough time, uh, and, uh, and so, hey, we're praying, and so I'm just, and so I'll just start praying, and everybody's got to kind of stop, they're like halfway into different things, and, and, and so now I've been saying, okay, we're praying, everybody get ready, uh, you know, take your time, you know, uh, is, everybody, is everybody ready? Uh, and here we go, we're going to pray now. Um, but I'm preaching this message to you and telling you that we approach God in an inconsiderate way when I approach God in inconsiderate ways. You just think about just, um, we don't pray like we should, and most of the time the prayers that we do pray are prayers that we pray over meals, or uh, maybe with children before they go to bed or different things. And we say the same thing almost every time that we pray it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's praying for our meals as much as, as ritualistic as laying out the plates and the forks. And it's just part of the process. It's like, all right, here's the corn and the meat, whatever. Um, pray, uh, dear Lord, thank you for this food. Give us a good night, amen. And uh, yet we'll get on, Catholics for praying the rosary uh, and other types of, of things when we're just as guilty of, of repetitious, vain, obligatory types of prayers uh, as, as many uh, re- religions are. And so we're never to go to God with a, with a rude, inconsiderate familiarity that we do. And if you don't get anything out of this, I think that's one thing that we should, we should 
check ourselves on. Am I doing that? Um, am I, am, am, you know, uh, examples are the whole, like, Jesus is my homeboy, you know, and all this thing. I don't like the man upstairs. You know, um, I don't like, oh, you're going to make baby Jesus cry. Just, oh, it just drives me crazy. Um, but, 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 it's, but it's usually not lost people that say those things. Saved people do that. And, uh, and, and it's irreverent uh, to the Lord. And, you know, and I think just as much as if somebody takes the Lord's name in vain around your workplace, I think if another Christian uh, is just kind of whatever and irreverent in their approach to God, I think it's important that we provoke one another uh, in those ways to say, hey, whoa, maybe I ought to, you know, um, just like we say, if somebody, you know, my kids say, hey, Bob, you know, can you get me a Coke from the fridge? I'll be like, no. You know, you know, it's just like, you know, all my kids are grown, but I want them to call me dad, right? Um, father, uh, you know, <laughs> father, could you please get me? You know, it, it's just, it would be irreverent for us to do that, humanly speaking, to, to certain people. You don't, you, don't, you know, um, with your grandma or your grandpa or anybody, your family, you show respect for those relationships in, in your life. Our Heavenly Father deserves way more respect um, than, than we do. And, and when, when, when you as a human being feel disrespected uh, in how somebody addresses you, remember, only by pride comes contention. Every strife and contention that you got with people is because you feel like, who, who are you to say that to me or to do that to me? Because uh, everything's rooted in pride. And, uh, but can you, can you imagine how the one who, who made us and, rede- and redeemed us and loves us uh, so much and, uh, and, and, and we make jokes about baby Jesus and, uh, and, uh, and we, we treat him that way? Um, I think it breaks the heart of God. Uh, and uh, to me, it's, it's much worse uh, than somebody who doesn't know any better um, saying they're going to pray for somebody who's sick when they don't have access to God in that way. Uh, and uh, when we do, so how do we pray to him? Well, the Bible says that we draw near to him uh, with a true heart. Um, that means, you know, a, a, a sincere heart. Uh, to, to go to God and declare things which we don't feel or believe uh, is not drawing near to him with a sincere heart. Um, to do that is to mock him. To do that is to insult him. Uh, if we confess our confessions that are without humility or um, our prayers that, that lack the proper fervor, um, it, it, our thanksgivings that we give to God when we're truly not thankful. We're like, you know, thank you, Lord, for this food. And, um, and, and it's so trite and it's so... Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, not filled with any fervor whatsoever. Um, you know, uh, when's the last time you like you looked at what was there and you thought, "Man, God is so good." Look at all that. You know, whatever. We don't even even when there's this bounty or whatever. You think of Thanksgiving meals or Christmas meals. You know, we get we get excited about like, maybe it's something we really like, and we're excited in that way. But, but it's, not, it's not in like a, you know, uh, a, a great, in fact, we'll, we'll, check, uh, we'll check people and say, man, God is so good and look at that turkey and God this, that. And, and your mom or grandma is thinking, God didn't make that turkey. 
I've been in there all day, you know, and they're wanting a little, a little love themselves, you know. And um, we just, we, we don't even, when we're thank, in, in, in thankfulness, we're not really truly filled with gratitude. And when, we're, and when we approach God and we draw nigh to Him or draw near to Him with an insincere heart, um, He's not obligated to hear us. Um, he, you know, it, it just, um, it, it's almost like as a parent where we would tell our children, like, you know, when they, they tell them you're sorry and they, oh, I'm sorry, and, and they just were completely insincere, um, say thank you. And uh, they go, thank you. And, uh, and, and they're just, the thankfulness really isn't there. We do God like that all the time. And I think, I think in 2022, we should just really think about that uh, and, uh, and not just uh, draw nigh to him with our lips and our hearts be you know, far from him. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, when we do that, uh, the Bible says that our worship of him is in vain. Uh, when we give lip service to God and our hearts are far from him. But then he says, not just that, I got to hurry. Uh, we draw near to him with the true heart, but in full assurance of faith. Now he deals with faith. Uh, a little bit later about holding fast to the profession of our faith. But when he says that we draw near to him with a true heart, we're talking about entering into uh, the Holy of Holies, if you will, into the presence of God that he has provided through this new and living way. When we pray to him, we pray with sincerity uh, and uh, uh, a true heart, uh, but in full assurance. Uh, That means that when we go to God in prayer, uh, we shouldn't doubt whether he is willing to accept us uh, in, in our, in our, with our prayers and, and who we are in Him, we should be thoroughly persuaded uh, that, uh, uh, that God is going uh, to keep His promises. We remind Him, you know, God, you said, so would you do this? We like to, we, it's almost like we manipulate God. Um, God. God, you said you would, and so I claim, uh, it's like just call, call, you promised, so do it. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and God is so gracious. And he, when, he, when he says he's going to do something, he promises us, he comes through. But, uh, but if I was God, I'd be calling everybody on that when we stood before him. If I was God, I'd say, you know what? I didn't appreciate it, um, Bob, when you, uh, when you tried to strong, reminding me uh, of who I am and how good I am, uh, it, like, like that was going to change the score. Um, uh, it, there's like part of me that hopes God just calls us on it. Part of me hopes he doesn't for all the times that I've done it. Um, but we draw to him with full assurance uh, and to be assured of our, uh, that, uh, uh, that our God loves us and that, uh, that, he, that he wants to bless us, that uh, through the sufficiency of his atonement and his intercession, that, uh, that we have unlimited access to the throne room of grace and mercy and, uh, and, uh, and God is, uh, is so good to us. But when we ask with doubt in our mind and wavering faith and we just don't know if God's gonna do it, is God even there? Uh, and uh, God's for, you know, we get, we get so out of fellowship with God that, uh, that that in a practical way, we just believe that God left us alone, that he's not even there. So we draw nigh to him with a, a full, a, a true heart and full assurance of faith. But it says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Uh, and uh, so uh, the, conscience of, the conscience of every person here and every person that has ever been has been defiled because of sin. Uh, and, uh, but, but, you know, and no, 
no um, offerings under the law um, were, were given by a perfect man. Uh, no, no prayer uh, that as a saved person under grace uh, is, uh, is prayed to God uh, from a, 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 a sinless man or woman. Uh, and uh, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from the defilement that sin has. Uh, and, uh, and we should, as Christians, heartily endeavor uh, to live a life, um, not a sinless life, a life where we sin less. The process of sanctification is putting off the old man and putting on the new man. We should have a good testimony uh, for the Lord and live for him. Uh, but the Bible says that when we go to God and we draw near to him through that veil, that new and living way, that it's to be done with a true heart and full assurance of faith uh, and having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Uh, and, uh, uh, and even uh, with them alludes to uh, uh, their bodies being washed with pure water. Um, there's, uh, uh, I don't think you got to go take a shower before you, uh, before you approach the throne room of grace. Uh, but, but what the, he's trying to, to teach us is that we got to be clean. Um, we, if iniquity, uh, if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord doesn't hear our prayer. How can we go into the throne room of grace not having been cleansed spiritually. Um, here's what you do, and you, you might do it because you don't realize you're doing it, uh, because we do it, we do it, and here's the reason why. We do it because we've learned from the time we were a kid, if we're good, we get. If I'm good, then, then I'm going to get blessed. So people go to church because they, they, need, they need the hand of God to fix their marriage or uh, they, need, they need God to, uh, to bless them financially. And so I just got to go to church and then, then, then if I'm good, then, then God, will, God will do these things. And, and we've, we've practiced that in our lives from the time we were children into our adulthood. And, uh, and so um, here's what we do. Um, our loved ones got coronavirus or cancer. And we, need, and we need to pray for them. And we know that we have access to God through the veil because of what God has provided through His atonement. Uh, and, uh, and so we know we can pray, but we got, we got all this junk. So here's what we do. God, you said in 1 John 1, 9, that if I confess my sins to you, that you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God... I confess my sin. We don't, we don't confess it. We give God some generality. Like, God, you know what I did because you're God. Uh, and I claim 1 John 1, 9. God, forgive me and cleanse me and restore fellowship with me according to your word. Now, since we've done that, um, God, would you, please, would you please bless my loved one who's sick? And, uh, and, you know, and, and God is so good and full of grace that he might, he might just bless that one and help that one who is sick. But it isn't because we're some spiritual giant. We are uh, an absolute train wreck. Like, like we're, like, you know, it's like we're playing mind games in, in, in psychiatrists or psychologists with God uh, and, uh, and like calling them on the different, you said, you said in 1 John 1, 9 that you, if I confess it, that you'd forgive it. 
So God, I confess it. God, forgive me. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and there's no spirit of repentance. There's no Holy Spirit conviction. Uh, it's, it's just, it's like, God, I cleaned my room. Can I have an ice cream cone? That's really what it is when it comes down to it. And by the way, that's why Christians get a bad rap. Um, because we, we abuse the grace of God and we continue in sin that grace may abound. God says he forbids it, yet we do it. Uh, and, and, uh, and God is so loving and gracious and patient with us that, uh, that we, he works us through it and we learn and we grow and whatever and we do it again. And, uh, and, uh, and that's just how God is. Uh, and I'm so grateful, but it would do us all well if we just, if we didn't do that. If we kept short accounts with God and we, and, we, and we prayed and when we sinned, we got right with the Lord and we, didn't, we have besetting sins and awful sins and, and, and we just recognize that we are and, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're sinners and we, and, we, and we ruin stuff and we say things. And, uh, and, uh, and I know because uh, he's, he's, he's sad and I don't got to remind God about it. He's just, it, it's, he's saved me to the uttermost. Uh, a once for all uh, sacrifice, uh, and and it says that uh, that I'm. He says I'm perfect in that way, um, uh, and it's an everlasting thing. Um, I didn't lose my salvation, but God, I'm just, I I I long to. To, to, to fellowship with you and it's, it's killing me that I'm not and, and God would you please help me with this and then, uh, and then you, you repent of it you turn from it and you don't make provisions for the flesh and, uh, and you avoid it and, you, uh, and it just breaks your heart but how many times have we like God forgive me I did this and we think everything, everything's just great when, when we, we really didn't pray with humility and approach him with uh, in the way that we should. Um, but here's a good practice to do. Um, get with God. If you got somebody, if you got, if you got a teenager that's wayward, if you've got a sick loved one that's got cancer, coronavirus, you, got, you, got, uh, you need a job and you've got no prospects, uh, whatever, whatever struggle and difficulty and, uh, and issue that, that you got going on in your life and you need, you need the hand of God and the touch of God in your life, um, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that driving to your knees, but where you need to start is getting clean. God, help me. And uh, I need your help. Uh, and, um, and I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, and, and, um, and, and it's almost like, you know, our earthly parents or whatever would call us on it, like when we like, okay, well, what do you want? God knows our needs before we ask them. But there's just something about, it's just something about being able to, as a Christian, to enter into the throne room of grace with a true heart uh, and uh, believing in faith uh, and with a conscience that's clear uh, that you've just been cleansing your right to enter boldly. That's how you enter in boldly. Say, God, I, I need your help and I, I love you and I need you. And he's right there to listen to me. Uh, and that is a privilege that I have and that I can do and that you can do. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's way worse that we don't do that than it is for somebody who doesn't have access to pray and think they are or think they have it or think that God is, God is listening to them uh, when the Bible is clear that he isn't. Um, way worse for us to do it. So my challenge for us tonight, and I'm done, is to enter boldly, but but. Not irreverently. Um, 
with sincerity, uh, in faith, uh, in, in a clear conscience, uh, and pray. There's so many people that need the hand of God in their life that we as a church need to pray for. Um, but wouldn't it be something if there's just a bunch of people that, whose prayers we're getting through that actually prayed uh, and, uh, and, and God uh, and with fervency and love uh, and, uh, and, and that God, uh, God just, just bless and answer in prayer? Absolutely. Uh, and I hope that's uh, what we will do as a church and as we continue with these thoughts and this so much the more in 2022 uh, that we just are reminded of these. Uh, they're like epic truths uh, that, that are such a privilege for us that we're not even, we're not even accessing. And again, you'll get mad when, like today, uh, and, uh, and I said, I'm going to be done. I'm closing my Bible, turning off my thing. Um, I looked at my, my Starbucks um, app on my phone, and like there's like 200-something stars were gone. And I'm like, what in the world? And so sure enough, they were supposed to be used by January 4th. And I was just like, I could have had a latte. And I missed the privilege of having that latte. There and it was gone. And, uh, and, And we get upset about stuff like that way more than we do about, about not taking advantage of the privileges that we have in Christ. And, uh, and so um, uh, I hope that you see that silly illustration that makes sense to you. All right, let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight. And what a great way to start uh, uh, kind of helping our prayer life uh, tonight by praying to God. Maybe you've got something in your life and in your heart and you're on your mind that you just need to give to the Lord tonight in repentance and uh, and approach the throne room of grace uh, and uh, with sincerity and say, God, help me and forgive me, uh, and I need you, uh, and, uh, and know that God is there for you uh, through how he's provided, uh, and just and pray, and maybe just tuning, fine-tuning our prayer life tonight. A great way to start is during the invitation time. As the piano begins to play, if uh, God spoke to your heart tonight, then spend some time with him.